everybody. Welcome to episode 39 of the Canberra Football Show, round 16 review. I'm Matt Nicoletti. Joining me today is Michael Georgeski. Michael, how's it going? And not far from the big 4-0. I know that's just what I was about to say. Uh, 40 episodes nearly there. Not quite. We've still got this episode to do before we reach the 40 mark. But um, nevertheless, it's a, uh, it's a great milestone that we've managed to achieve uh, together and I'm sure we'll be able to celebrate it um, next Monday but um, nevertheless ready to dive into the uh, football action over the weekend there was some great results some great goals as always and looking forward to breaking it down yeah and I'm sure Russ will be with us for that one he's always here for the milestones isn't he so <laughs> yeah that's right yeah that's right all right you want to get started, Michael? What was the uh, the first matchup we had? And it's a return to form for a certain club and a certain player as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we had Belconnen United uh, defeat Canberra Olympic at McKellar. Uh, Matt, it was uh, 4-1 uh, to the home side. Goals through uh, Wells, Flores uh, with a hat-trick uh, and Crawford getting on the score sheet for Canberra Olympic. Uh, Belconnen managed to claim yet an- another win. Uh, to make it three wins uh, on the trot. And they're actually unbeaten in their last uh, four games uh, as well. So this is probably the best patch of form that they've actually shown uh, throughout the season. So that they they have a lot of confidence right now, Bocon United. And I, thought, I think you saw that in the encounter uh, with Olympic. Uh, they, they looked too strong. Their attack looked probably the most dangerous it's, it's ever looked all season, to be quite honest. Um, and I think that ha- has come down to, you know, like you mentioned at the top, Matt, of um, a certain player hitting form, and that was uh, Flores, Luca Flores, uh, find- scoring a hat trick um, and-, and getting himself, you know, back on the back on the score sheet, uh, which we-, we were so used to seeing last season in that in that role that he had with Belcon United, where he was in those forward areas a lot more, um, getting himself uh, in good positions, and he was, you know, one of Belcon's best. Uh, performers last season and um, you know he was able, able to, to find the back of the net on numerous occasions last season it seemed as though this season he had it you know he's taken a bit uh, of a step back in terms of his role um, go, going forward but I, I think over the last few games and certainly in this run of form that Belconnen are in he's had a massive impact and that, those are the sort of areas that they want to get him into um, and, uh, I think you saw that on display with the three goals that he scored. They they want him in those attacking areas. He's got good pace. He, he and he has a great eye for goal uh, as well. So uh, they'll be hoping for more of that. That's for sure. Belcon and United. Um, on the flip side, uh, Matt, you know that Olympic ha- have lost three uh, of their last four games now. Um, they'll start to feel a little bit of pressure and, and some nervousness about cementing their top four chances. Uh, however, with six games uh, still left to play for them, um, and they're only six points behind uh, Belconnen, um, who, who are fourth, Olympic have, a, have that key game uh, in hand, and that could prove to be absolutely crucial come the end of the season. So they obviously still have a great chance to finish inside that top four, and they can't let this result um, hamper the spirits too much because, like I mentioned, they still have that chance uh, to, to sneak in, depending obviously on how the next sort of five, six weeks are going to play out in the rest of the competition and how the competition will look uh, come season end. 
uh, and the top four. Um, they can't. They shouldn't get discouraged. And I'm sure Robbie uh, Catnatch will spread that message throughout the uh, throughout the squad. Yeah, look, it's it was a massive victory for Bold Connor. And you mentioned they're undefeated in their last four. This is their third win in a row, which is huge for them. Let's like we kept mentioning before uh, that win, they hadn't won a game since that Canberra Croatia win in round five. And you mentioned uh, Luca Flores' return to goal scoring form, but to be fair to him, he's still been one of their best players this season. He's been asked a different yeah. role. He's been asked to be more of a creator, less yeah. of a goal scorer, more of a creator, less of a goal scorer. But in saying that, though, the last couple of weeks have been relying on him, uh, pushing him more up front. And I think he's going to have a very strong end to the season. I think they're trying to push him further up front and put a little more responsibility in terms of that creative play on someone like a Dustin Wells, for example, who. What a what a what an assist he had for that! I think it was the third Flores third. goal. Yeah, it was all the over the one. top. Absolutely yep. fantastic from there. And then of course he got a goal himself, so he's also returning to, to some goal scoring form. Also, for Belcona now, it's about keeping that consistency three in a row. If they can keep it going, if this is the time and this is the sort of uh, trajectory they're going to have to the end of the season, they're hitting form at the right time and they've re-picked up their form at the right time. But you could see in terms of Flores, you could see how. Uh, elated he was. You could see how relieved he was when he scored that first goal. And I think he's going to have an awesome end to the season. Like I said, not that he didn't have a, a really good season so far. It's just that now he's going to be more relied on in terms of goal scoring. Like you mentioned, in terms of Olympic, I, I agree. I don't think they're going to be discouraged at all. Uh, there's still a long way to go in this season. And six points, as we've seen so far in this season, is not that big a margin. At the moment, everyone is still beating everybody. And I do expect Olympia to bounce back within the uh, within the next week or so. All right, moving on to Monaro Panthers, West Canberra Wanderers, 2-1. Woods and Bassasilk are the goals, and geez, what great goals they were. And mm. Vlaslovsky with the goal for West Canberra Wanderers. Oh, that, I was at this match commentating with Russ. And one thing I have to say is Monaro have... They've, they've, they've found that balance over the last month or so. But this match, I thought, was a really good example of Monaro finding that balance between attack and defense. Uh, they 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 were the uh, the dominant team within the first, you know, 20 or so minutes and and moving forward. Near the end of the half, West Canberra Wanderers started to find their groove in terms of keeping possession of the ball, but they weren't able to do much until their goal. They kept having the ball. They kept trying to push forward, but Monaro were very resolute defensively. They were very, uh, their uh, their their shape was very um, was worked very well. And West Canberra just couldn't do much with the ball uh, until that goal. And the Seb Woods goal, <laughs> what a strike that was! You can mm. see he went with his right and then his left, and then uh, he went with his right, hit the player off his left. Brilliant boot in the back of the uh, in the back of the net. And Ben Bassasilk, once again, Michael, hmm. it seems like every t- game I've watched of him in terms of like when I've watched the full match, when I've been at a match for Monaro, he starts on the bench, he comes off the bench and he does something like that, an absolute banging goal uh, to uh, give uh, Frank Keisha some more, uh, some more headaches in terms of how he's going to have this uh, team selection. And you look at the strength of that bench. On the bench, Michael, there was uh, Jeremy Habtomerian coming back from injury, Sam Habtomerian. And Ben Bassasilk as well. So they're three players that can easily be in the starting lineup. So uh, I guess it's a mixture. It's all it's a it's it's a headache in terms of who you're going to put on, but it's also 
great to have the options as well. It's you know, it's the it's the it's the um damned if you do, damned if you don't uh yeah. point of uh you know issue that uh coaching brings. But at the end of the day, Frank would be happy to have those options and it seems like everyone's working uh, everyone's working well and Minara hitting peak form at the right time of the season. In terms of West Canberra though, unfortunately for them, this is their third loss on the trot and they are you know losing form when it matters most. I mentioned last week on the show with Paul Townsley that I think it's their fourth straight straight loss. Fourth straight loss. Yeah, uh, if if that's the case then, not the uh, great uh, form that they would have liked. And I mentioned last week on the show that this is the first time or last week was the first time they'd been out of the top four since mm. the end of round one. That proves how well they've done so far this season. So this, they haven't had this extended sort of poor form like they're having at the moment. But in mm. saying that though, they didn't play like a team that has lost four matches, three or four matches in a row. Uh, they kept the ball well. They weren't able to break Monaro down too much in the first half. But in the second half, they kept tr- they kept trying. They kept trying. They got the goal. They got their little bit of luck. Russ mentioned it's like the first time they've scored in a certain amount of games. I don't have the specific uh, stat on top of my head, but it was in quite a bit. So now they've got that goal. They've got that bit of luck. Now they just need that bit of luck and keep using that hard work. And I'm sure they will bounce back because your sister Silva and his side always find their way to bounce back. But unfortunately for them, it's uh, an extended period in terms of them trying to bounce back. Any uh, quick thoughts on this one before we move on? Yeah, I I think like you have thoroughly mentioned uh, the the form of Monero and how they've come hitting form at, at the right time. It's very similar to Bill Connaughton. Uh, in in terms of both of those sides are playing their best football so far this season in in this part uh, of the campaign and how well that's going to boast, uh, especially for Monero looking to get that elusive top four finish that they, that they desperately so crave and that's why they brought in a personality like Frank Casha to make that happen and there was definitely a, some thoughts at the start of the season where you know. I think after watching, you know, the first five, six rounds that, you know, they were, ha- they were obviously having some chemistry issues. Uh, they had obviously a, a whole number of uh, new players introduced uh, to, to the squad, even though quite a lot of those players had played together uh, at, at previous clubs. Uh, nevertheless, you know, in, in a new environment, in a new team, things are going to take time to, you know, develop. And I, I think that's what we, were exposed to in those first, you know, five, six matches or, or even beyond uh, that, that they just struggled to sort of click and gel. And, you know, Frank was, you know, experimenting, you know, with different players in different positions, just trying to really find that winning formula. And it has finally come to fruition uh, that, um, you know, that tweaking and uh, the, the patience that he's, that he's shown to give things a chance. He's, he's reaping the rewards of that right now. And, Monero playing fantastic football and, you know, they're, they're right there as well um, to, to get inside that top four. Um, you know, they, they, they've got, uh, they've also got a game uh, in hand uh, from Belconnen. So, you know, they're only two points off Belconnen who are in fourth, like I mentioned uh, previously, um, but they've got that game in hand. So, I mean, they win that game in hand. Monero will be um, in the top four. And for those who don't know, uh, Russ said on commentary this week that that match in hand against Tigers will be played Wednesday, August 11th. Um, yeah, Wednesday, August 11th at Riverside. 
So look forward to that one. That should be, of course, that's a replay of the FA Cup qualifying final. So that should be an absolute cracker. And before we, and before you move on to the next match, Michael, I just wanted, I forgot to mention that now, now West, uh, that win, you mentioned how it puts them fifth. Uh, Monaro, two points off. Mm. That also puts uh, uh, West Canberra into sixth place. Four points off. Belco in the top four, two points off Canberra Olympic in seventh place. All right, what's our uh, third matchup? There were some cracking goals in this one. Yeah, there certainly was. Um, it was Tigers FC yet again, yet again picking up another win, Matt. 3-1 away from home against uh, Gungahlin United. Um, Golevsky, Oyder, and Griffiths found the back of the net for the visitors, whilst uh, Michael John found the back of the net uh, for Gungahlin United. I mean, Tigers continue their perfect run of form. Uh, you know, it's their sixth win uh, in a row, Matt, uh, which is absolutely remarkable. Uh, they're obviously the most informed team in the competition. And we met, obviously mentioned the form of Monero and, and, and the Belconnens, but obviously uh, Tigers have just taken that to a new level over the last six weeks. Um, and, you know, their last loss came in the league um, at the hands of the defending champions, Canberra Croatia, in a 2-1 loss. And that was back in May. And we're, we're now at the start of August. So that just goes to show how good they've been in that period of time. Uh, Golevsky found the back of the net yet again. He's in some great form uh, right now. And I'm sure Ryan Grogan, um, that's exactly what he would have wanted uh, from Golevsky. And um, that's exactly why he brought him over to Tigers from Gungarland. Um, You know, it was a fantastic low uh, free kick that just managed to find its way underneath the wall into the bottom corner. So it was a, it was a great piece of skill um, and inventiveness uh, there to open the scoring. And obviously Oida uh, found the back of the uh, back of the goal uh, from a shot outside the area, uh, leaving the keeper rooted in, uh, it, you know, in his spot uh, before another former uh, Gung Island uh, United player, Lachlan Griffiths, you know, he, um, managed to All go right. on this, sort of, yeah, mazy run down the middle of the pitch, let, laid the ball off, uh, and he kind of just kept moving. You know how, you know, defenders, they'll make a bit of a stride and they might offload the ball, and then, then that's when they sort of just peel back to their position. But I think given the time of the game, um, you know, being 2-0 up as well, he thought, why not sort of just put myself in the mix? The ball might fall to me. And, um, you know, he, he got himself in the box and it was a great finish as well. And he was obviously very ecstatic uh, as well, as you could see in the celebrations. Um, and obviously, uh, Michael John got a consolation goal there at, at the end, another good finish uh, as well, but a little bit, obviously, too little, too late uh, for Gungahlin. But, I mean, look, look at the run that Gungahlin United managed to get themselves on as well, um, heading into this match. You know, they, they, they were unbeaten in in six games. So we've got quite a few teams that were actually in a bit of form heading into this weekend, Matt. And, you know, Gungahlin had four wins um, and two draws in that six match span. So I don't think this will dishearten them at all. Uh, Obviously they've got a spot in the, in the top four. Um, They've been at that third position for a bit now. Um, And they've just got to obviously put this result behind them and and they start again uh, next week because it's all, it's so important for them just to, make sure that, that they take it a game at a time and uh, cement their top four uh, position. Yeah, look, uh, very impressive form from Tigers, like you mentioned. They We've mentioned over the last few weeks, they really seem like the informed team at the moment. And for Gungahlin, who were another informed team to drop, 
to the to the Tigers. I like you mentioned, I don't think it's going to deter their progress at all because Tigers just seem to be on that level at the moment where they can't do like a lot of wrong and it's very hard for teams to get on top of them, at least for extended periods of time. Uh, they were in, as you can see from the from the goals, they were in um, uh, large, for large spells of the match, they were able to do really well. Gungahlin got back in it in the second half though. They got that goal, but even before that, they sort of tried to neutralize some of their attacking players and they were able to do it and, and uh, with that, with that goal, like you mentioned, it, it, they needed uh, Griffiths to come from the back with that great run to sort of get them back, you know, get them back into goal-scoring ways in that regard. So, Gungalan definitely have positives about them. Tigers, though, uh, on on they're on that level where they seem, near, dare I say, unstoppable in terms of their last, you know, few matches. I wouldn't be surprised if they go the rest of the season unbeaten. I guess a lot of it depends on how the midweek matches are going to go because unfortunately for the, you know unfortunately for a lot of teams midweek matches uh, obviously it's good because they get to play the matches but sometimes they're not able to find the same sort of rhythm as they would when they're playing you know weekend weekend train regular matches than weekend in that regard so it's going to be interesting to see how that works out but some of those goal those goals Michael Oida Mm. Uh, that was a fantastic strike. It's great to see him uh, back in the uh, MPL one. And then Golevsky as well. He's gone on a bit of a streak as well with some of those goals. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, this plays out with both sides. But like you mentioned, Gagalan have gotten themselves into quite a good position. Tigers, like I mentioned, still have two matches in hand. Uh, Gagalan, on the other hand, still have one match in hand. So there are seven points off uh, Canberra Croatia now, but they could slice it down to four from the table I'm seeing anyway, if there's any mistakes. Yeah. Uh, that is Sporting TG, uh, Sporting TG issue right there. All right, Michael, last matchup. Unfortunately for Tuggies, uh, Tugger on United, that's, it's another loss <clears throat> coming 2-1 at the hands of Canberra Croatia. Let's not forget, though, Canberra Croatia. This is their uh, first win in three matches. They were on a three-match losing streak, uh, losing, obviously, two matches, 5-1, and then against Tigers, 2-0. In this one, like we mentioned, they captured that all-important victory. All, all goals, all three of the goals, came in the first 30, 45 minutes. Two well-taken goals from Calfas, who beat his defender one-on-one, smashing the ball into the far left corner. And then Tomeski earned the team, earned the team uh, exactly what they needed uh, to keep the pressure on Tigers uh, FC. There was some confusion for the Tuggeron equalizer after a scramble in the box. Uh, saw Slavic mm-hmm. do just enough to put the ball over the line. However, the goal was not given right away. But once again, uh, once under review between the officials, the goal was given. But as the but as was proven the case all season long, the visitors struggled to find the back of the net beyond that uh, that one goal that they scored. And it's just proven to be too much of an uphill battle. Six points, sorry, six games left, 11 points off the top. We mentioned uh, two weeks ago when you were last on the show, Michael. Mm. They're going to have to have a perfect end to the season. They're going to need at least one team uh, that are like three or four above them to... Yeah. just not sort of win a match for the rest of the season. So it, unfortunately for Tuggies, it does seem a little too, uh, too little, too late, unfortunately. But like we keep mentioning, it's like, it's not like they're not, they don't seem like a team that's about to be relegated in terms of the results and the play that they're having. So what, what did you think of this one? Yeah. I mean, 
obviously it's a great result for Canberra Croatia as it puts them back on track after losing three in a row. And we were sort of asking questions about them and, you know, their play and their confidence levels. But I mean, there's no better match for them to get back into the groove than a match against a side that's been struggling all season long. It's a game where you need to get three points. Um, and that's exactly what Canberra Croatia did. They went out there and did what they had to do because if they hadn't, that would have posed even more questions and um, and concerns heading into the final part uh, of the season uh, because, you know, they weren't playing great. Uh, they had had a couple of heavy defeats in that three-match losing skid, uh, but they've managed to get back uh, on top um, and back in the winner's column, which is ever so important, especially when you consider the form of Tigers uh, as well, who who are ahead of them on the table. Um, obviously, they're only two points behind Tigers, but Tigers have two games in hand, so Tigers can easily make that an eight-point uh, advantage uh, once they play the same number of games uh, as as Canberra Croatia. Um, as for Tigerong, I mean, Matt, we we've been saying it all season long. We I think after Tigerong drew those six matches in a row, we were thinking, you know, that they're, they're playing well in patches. Um, they're obviously doing enough to not deserve losses, but they're not quite doing enough to uh, earn victories. But we thought at one point that they would turn a corner and just like most teams in the competition, you pick up a win or two and you can kind of go forward from that. Uh, But they haven't managed to do that all season. They've really struggled for obviously um, for personnel up front to, you know, be a consistent presence in in the final third. Uh, It's something that they've struggled all season long with and it's, ultimately what's going to hurt them um, in the end. And it, it's sad because, you know, they're, they're a great club. Uh, obviously, they don't have the, you know, financial, um, uh, the, the financial uh, situation of, uh, of a Canberra Croatia or, or a Tigers or, or, or other clubs like that. Obviously, they're down the pecking order when it comes to um, that aspect of the game. But, um, they, they, they're a side that always show great heart, but obviously it's just proven not to be enough. Um, and it's sad because I think that they are looking like they're going to head down. Uh, and for someone like Mitch Stevens, who we've known for quite a while, Matt, we've talked to him on numerous occasions and uh, gotten to know how much of a great guy and, and honestly how much of a great coach uh, he is as well. Obviously, he's the only man to lead Togonong to a top four finish. Um, in that 13-year absence that they had from the top four um, when they qualified back in 2018 for the final series. But it this just seems an impossible hill uh, to climb at this point. They're just too far off and there's the games are shortening. Uh, we're reaching that point of the season where they're going to get relegated. And yeah, if and if they don't... So we said six matches, 11 points, the difference. So you would think if they don't get a result in the next couple of matches or a couple of results, then yeah, unfortunately for them, it will be confirmed soon in that regard. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll see how they go this weekend. Let's see if they can uh, bounce back. And yep. we've got the uh, round 17 uh, predictions and previews coming up right now. Michael, what's our first uh, matchup of the weekend? Yeah, so we've got Canberra Olympic up against Gungahlin United. Uh, this Saturday, 3 p.m. at O'Connor Enclosed. Uh, I'm going to go for a Gungahlin United win, Matt. Uh, I think um, they were in great form 
uh, before running into that hurdle uh, of Tigers FC. And I mean, it's a massive hurdle at the moment, that Tigers team. They're playing fantastic football at the moment. So I, I don't think too many people were expecting Ungarland to win that match um, anyway. But I mean, it's just a little bump in the road for them. They were in great form before that. And I expect them to bounce back uh, against Canberra Olympic. What about you? This this has always been a good fixture this year. I remember calling in the first, I think it was the third round with Russ. It was a fantastic match. Taylor two halves, Olympic first one, Gagalan second one. I think it ended up being a draw, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Uh, th- this match is going to be a very, very good uh, encounter. Lots of attacking football I think we're going to see here. I'm going to say Gagalan are just going to edge it, but wouldn't be surprised if uh, if any of the results happen in this one. Next up, we have Monero Panthers against Belconnen United at Riverside Stadium this Saturday at 5.30 p.m. This one's a really tough one for me to call. Both sides unbeaten in their last four. I'm going to say a draw. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's too much separating both these sides at the moment. I think you have to pay respect to both uh, the forms uh, that both these teams are in at the moment. I can't see much separating them. Um, and if they do, it's going to be probably a goal in it to, to really prove the, uh, the difference. But in terms of, you know, what I just mentioned about their form heading into this game, they're both playing very good football at the moment as they look to cement a top four position. But I'm going to go for a draw in this one. I was going to leave for a draw, Michael, but after watching uh, after calling the game on the weekend Monaro the, the the talent that Monaro can bring off the bench I think their depth is just going to make a difference between it yeah I think there'll only be one goal between them but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a draw either next up we have Canberra Croatia against West Canberra Wanderers Deakin Stadium 3 p.m on Sunday August 8th this this is another very tough game Matt um, obviously, West Canberra in a rut with four losses in a row. Canberra Croatia have just gotten back in the winner's circle. Uh, but West Canberra have proven to be a tough test for Canberra Croatia this season, Matt, in the games that we've, that we've seen uh, between the two teams. I'm going to go for a Canberra Croatia win. Yeah, look, I'm going to go for a Canberra Croatia win as well. Of course, if that if, if that's the case, and that'll be five losses in a row for West Canberra. And if Olympic, uh, one thing we have to consider as well, if Olympic beat and Garland, West Canberra will be seventh place uh, because uh, Olympic will head will leapfrog them by one point. Yeah, look, I'm going to go with the Canberra Croatia victory, but I think this one will be closer than what people expect. And if they do get five losses in a row, that's that's a that's form they would need to turn around soon if they want to make the finals. But let's wait and see. Let's uh, West Camp West Canberra have pulled off a few mm. fantastic victories, and one of them was against the likes of Canberra Croatia uh, in the first round of matches. Second round of matches, not so much. So let's see how that one goes. What's our last matchup? Our last matchup is Tigers FC up against Tuggeranong United uh, Sunday August day three p.m. at Nijong. We talked about, especially the last two games, Matt, about how, uh, well, mainly how uh, in form Monero Panthers and Belconnen are, and you can't really separate uh, those two sides in terms of the performances they've displayed over the last month. But in this match with Tigers and Tuggeranong, you've literally got teams at opposite ends of the spectrum. 
You've got Tigers FC top of the league, playing the best football of the season, have won six in a row, haven't lost since May. And then you've got Tuggeranong, who are still searching for their first win of the season. Uh, relegation is borderline. Uh, so it's a tale of just two seasons in, in this in- encounter from what I see. And I see Tigers FC winning. Yeah, perfectly summed up, Michael. I agree. I do see Tigers FC winning. You'd think if Tiger and United are, are going to make a, a, you know, a, a hard comeback, it would have to start this weekend. And it's a very tough task, like you mentioned, against the team that is in the best form, playing the best football and just seem like a steam train at the moment. Hello, everybody. MPLW segment show. Now, Jeremy McGahn with uh, the big smile. He's back. He's very happy after after Olympic. Uh, uh, I was about to say Lyonnais. Olympic uh, Marseille got their first uh, preseason uh, friendly win, didn't they? Well, no, it's not the first preseason win. It was the <laughs> the best win uh, against Villarreal, but not the first win. I'm very happy because Paris Saint Germain lost this morning the French <laughs> Super Cup against Lille. That makes me happy. <laughs> All right, let's get uh, started. <laughs> Massive weekend, as always, MPLW. It's really starting to hot up in that third and fourth uh, position, the race for the third and fourth place. Let's start with the reigning champions, Canberra Croatia, 4-0 against West Canberra Wanderers. The goal scorers were Alice Churchill, Brittany Palombi, Berkeley, Grace Gill. Big win for Canberra Croatia, like I mentioned, as they regain top spot now with those three points. They, of course, have now defeated West Canberra Wanderers four times competitively competitively this season, three times in the league, uh, and then, of course, in that Fed Cup final as well. And an interesting statistic is Canberra Croatia have at least scored four times against West Canberra in each match that they've played against West Canberra. Tough day at the office, though, for West Canberra. This loss knocks them down to sixth place in the ladder. It's their third loss in a row. And like we mentioned last week, it's not the sort of form they would like. Sort of similar to the men's. They've, they're, they're, their good form has now dropped off, and it's not the sort of th- form they want if they want to make the finals. Uh, a lot to break down in this one. Jeremy, what did you make of it? Uh, well, I think it was a street performance by Canberra Croatia. You know, third game this week um, after the midweek game yeah. against Gongalen uh, and three wins, three, two win, exactly. Uh, and three wins and it's CUA, Gongalen and West Canberra. So it's three teams that are potential um, opponents when it's going to come to the, to the final. Uh, it's, it's the psychological ascendant. It's what we've seen from Canberra Croatia um, all season with Alice Churchill scoring. It meant that every single player in the starting 11 for Canberra Croatia this week, because Chantel Jones was the goalkeeper, as called this season for Canberra Croatia. So it's also a, a very good, uh, you know, a very good situation to be in if you're uh, if you're Nick Brosnich, because sure, uh, there's Brittany Palombi who's now scored 22 goals, uh, but you're also getting goal from anywhere on the park. Um, you know, Canberra Croatia where who they are every single week. Uh, the midfield was dominating, uh, defensively strong um, and dense. And Chantel Jones, uh, obviously, in goalkeeper, very reassuring. And up front, you can't give them too many opportunities. Grace Gill needed uh, needed three or four shots to be able to uh, to get in the back of the nets, but she eventually was. Uh, and he was, uh, I think, it was just a like a professional, experienced uh, performance from a team who had to manage three games within a week uh, and who did so really well. In terms of West Canberra, we've talked a lot about uh, Canberra Croatia and uh, how well they've done the season. And that's a very interesting stat you brought up, the fact that everyone scored that was on the pitch. Uh, in terms of West Canberra, though, what do they need to do to turn it around? 
Look, I think we've seen what they can do. We've seen how dense and and solid they can be defensively, and then how good they can be on the uh, on the counter attack or on on transition play. Uh, they're missing a little bit of of link up these days. I mean, you know, they've also uh, faced some some very good defenses. Uh, I think you know in Sofia Chevara they have a very good striker, uh, but now. People also know that she's a good striker, so they just don't uh, give her an inch of space, uh, and it's really it's costly for uh, for West Canberra. If you look at the team, we know we were surprised early in the season by Alex McKenzie. Uh, we were surprised by Sofia Chevara. Uh, we've seen, um, you know, we've seen those players doing things that we were not expecting. The pace of McKenzie, the pace of Kiki Layton at the very beginning as well, uh, and it looks like the teams first were surprised, and then everyone did their job and and you know analyzed the way West Canberra played and trying to do their best to uh, actually, you know, consider them as who they are, a proper contender for the top four, uh, took them seriously, analyzed their game and decided to put uh, the right game plans around it. You know, you didn't see uh, Canberra Croatia pressing that high this weekend. They were, you know, sort of waiting at the halfway line and then trying to intercept any pass that was going to go throughout the forwards. Uh, and that's the way to play against uh, West Canberra because West Canberra wants you to attack, attack, attack and to leave space behind your defense. If uh, you do what Canberra Crush has done this weekend, which is not going all out and just trying to let them get out of their comfort zone so that you can go behind their defense, it's, you know, it's recipe for success, obviously, as long as you have the, the talent up front that um, Canberra Croatia has. Uh, our next matchup, well, it was an absolute cracker, uh, lads. There was nine goals uh, in this. So we love uh, goal fests, uh, don't we? Um so we had uh, Gungahlin United pick up a 5-4 win uh, over Canberra Olympic. Uh, Sykes scoring a hat-trick uh, for the hosts and Cook finding the score sheet as well. Uh, on the other side of that, we had Gungahlin United with uh, Natalie DeMarco, Robertson, uh, Michelle Heyman and Brown scoring a double uh, to cement uh, a a very, very important victory uh, for Gung Island United. Um, like I mentioned, uh, guys, it, it was an absolutely insane game of football with nine goals in it. Um, you, you didn't want to blink because you'd probably miss a goal uh, in this one. Um, it was such a topsy-turvy game, which ended up with Gung Island, you know, um, getting in front of the action twice and then, then the second time was the all-important winner from uh, Jade Brown. So uh, it just proved to be an absolutely outstanding game uh, of football. And Olympic uh, fought back uh, to take the lead with none other than uh, Sykes getting on the uh, scoreboard with a with a hat-trick in 10 minutes, which is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and she's uh, also at 22 goals uh, for the season, Um which is absolutely remarkable uh, considering Palombi also has uh, 22 as well. So that's uh, a neck and neck battle uh, to see who's going to end up with the, uh, with the golden boot out of those two players. Um, they would have been obviously shattered that all that fight uh, that they showed to get back into the contest um, that they didn't even come away with at least a point. Um, it, it just proves how, um, how crazy this game was Um Jeremy, what were your thoughts uh, on it? I'm, I'm sure there are a lot that you could say because there's, there were nine goals uh, in it. Um, it. It was an absolutely remarkable game. Yeah, a lot happened. I thought I had Ash Sykes on, on 21 goals. I think Brittany Bonambi is still up front, no? Unless I, I, think, I, I missed a goal somewhere. 
I um, think she is on 21. Yeah, I think Sykes 21. is on 21. So Britney Britney still has the, the lead. Careful. Did, to to clarify her. that, on commentary, I said that they were tied. That's because I forgot about the midweek match. Yeah, the Gungani goal, yeah. right? Yeah. I, yeah. I forgot about that. And I, because I hadn't looked at the, the, the st- statistics in the middle of the week. So I just assumed yeah. they were both on. Um, I told Nick after goals. the game, I was like, Britney is going to be pissed because uh, <laughs> Ash, Ash is back with her. And then he was like, no, she's not. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah no sorry but back to the game a great game and and you know um like you say you, you couldn't blink and you shouldn't be late to the game either because the first goal came after a couple of minutes uh, i think it was a lot of positive points to take from from both sides i mean gongalin uh gongalin took the lead three times um 2-0 and then he was 3-2-4 olympic then he was 4-3 um for for gongalin then 4-4 then 5-4 uh and what was very interesting, I think, for Nicole Begg and for the Olympic side is the first two goals, which, you know, is a set piece and, and a bit of a, a scramble in, into the box, uh, could have, you know, could have thrown them into a loop uh, and could have stunned them. But no, Olympic kept, you know, kept their head high, uh, kept pushing the performance from Ash Sykes. I mean, a hat trick in eight minutes. I don't think I've seen that. Um, in from recent memory, I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, so, so it's a pretty, a pretty striking performance. Uh, I keep saying it, but it's 21 goals now from within the box, uh, which is where our Sykes lives clearly. Um, and you know, so, some beautiful uh, passing football as well within that. It, it was great to see um, Olympic playing at the level that they played, despite the fact that they've considered um, all those goals. Aurelia Haynes was actually um, in pretty good form. I mean, you know, there may be one goal where she can do a little bit better on the free kick, uh, but she stopped Michelle Heyman quite a few times. Um, Gongalin at the end of the day, um, I guess is reassuring um, themselves right now that they, they deserve a spot in the final four, they are getting their momentum. Uh, you know, they were close to getting a point against Canberra Croatia midweek. And we think that we said Canberra Croatia had a performance to win three times. Gungalin played play three times as well. And Gungalin doesn't necessarily have the same depth um, that the Jikin side has. So it's great to see the Gunners uh, performing. It's great to see them, you know, uh, putting up the fights and, and scoring that last goal 10 minutes before the end. Um, good performance by Jade Brown as well. You know, she was running back and forth. She has a couple of opportunity. Uh, when the penalty shootout comes, um, when the penalty kick comes, excuse me, uh, LK Tolu leaves it to Jade Brown. There's a little bit of uh, a bit of intimidation play, I guess, by both Heather Garriok and, and Ashley Sykes, who, uh, who point out that the ball wasn't where the penalty spot is supposed to be. Uh, you know, when you're Jade Brown, you're a teenager, you have two legends of the sports uh, coming around you when you're about to take a penalty. Uh, they're moving the ball, they're touching the ball. All that psychological play goes in there. And, and yet, Jade Brown, cool as a cucumber, couple of steps, finds the, the top right corner. Uh, I thought he was I thought he was brilliant. Uh, and, you know, it's... Uh, it's a great omen for a player who's going to go to uh, to America soon. Uh, I think at the end of the day, both coach will be happy with the performance. Clearly, it could be better defensively. Otherwise, you don't you don't concede that many goals. Uh, but it's reassuring to see that you can score uh, that much when there's only five games um, to to play. And right now, those two teams are in third and fourth position. Uh, it's not going to be easy for them to keep it until the end. Yeah, I just wanted to say before that we Matty Moore mentioned on the show he's like they need to start uh, Gangalan that is need to start finding form soon. Yeah. And I think you mentioned it, Michael, as well, saying that the match against Canberra Croatia was going to be key. That ended up being yeah. postponed. They ended up defeat uh, getting a win against Tuggeranong, which they hadn't gotten a win in a while, so it gave them a lot of confidence. 
put in a very good performance midweek. We forgot to uh, on the, uh, we forgot to mention against um, Canberra Croatia. It took the last minute of the match for Canberra Croatia to get that winner. Uh, so they're really coming into form at the right time, and it seems like those questions that Maddie was asking, they've seemed to have answered it so uh, so mm-hmm. far in the last uh, three or so matches. And in the next matchup, we have Jeremy and I called this one Tuggeron. Tuggies have finally done it. First win of the season in the MPLW, their first clean sheet as well, as well as their first brace in a singular game. So a lot of milestones that the uh, the girls reached this week. Great, great, great determination to get this win. From the very first minute to the last minute of this matchup, I constantly said that their, their intensity, they were constantly pushing, they were constantly pressing Wagga back. Uh, and their defensive solidity, I thought, was also very key for them this game. I think that should help them. This Their defensive solidity in this, the clean sheet, that will give them confidence heading into Canberra Croatia, where let's not forget, there was one of those matches where Canberra Croatia won six or something, was a six or something nil, but yeah. four of those goals didn't come until literally the last 10 minutes, and they, they were very solid defensively. So they're going to take a lot of those positives throughout the season, and this clean sheet into the match next week against Canberra Croatia. So congratulations. Um, they've worked very hard to get to this point and everyone involved with the club, you could see how later they were at the end of the matchup. Wagga, on the other hand, they just weren't, they were just unable to get into this game. I felt, uh, like I mentioned, Tuggeron pressed them back. They pressed them heaps from the first minute to literally the start, uh, the, the last minute. Unfortunately for Wagga though, um, two injuries early on, Kimberly Morgan came off with an injury. Anna Nolan came off and uh, with an injury, came off with a stretcher as well and he uh, got a knock to the knee. Um, the match was uh, delayed for several minutes uh, due to that. I hope both uh, girls are, uh, are are okay and uh, wish them speedy recovery if it is, if they are serious uh, injuries. And Jeremy, in terms of Wagga, before we get into Tuggies, how hard is it to sort of get back into a game when you've seen... Uh, Abby Nolan, for example, uh, not able to get up and needing to get stretched off. They've still got a little more than a half, you know, to play. It's very hard to get back into a game like that, is it not? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and as you said, you know, they they weren't um, properly in the game to start with. You know, Turgrenong had, had picked them up cold and, and had, uh, started pressing high and it was hard for them to uh, to get the ball out. And then you lose um, Abby Nolan Hodges, who, who was holding the midfield Properly and was allowing, um, you know, Christina Graver Campos and um, and Piper Lockley and Megan Castle to play a little bit offensively. Uh, she gets injured. You have to put one of your creative players down into the midfield. Um, Kimberly Cameron gets injured before her, so you have to put in two players that you know aren't used to play first grade in PLW. Uh, it's a lot of circumstances that are that are hard to um, to overcome, especially when you're playing against a team that as determined as as Tegranong to get their first win, uh, finally to get that monkey off their back. Obviously, you know we keep saying it how how tough it is this year for for some Gray uh, down in the Riverina. I was asking him today about the girls there. It's under investigation. They've done some tests, but you know he reminded me that they're trying their best. It's it's their 14th and 15th injury of the season uh, for a group that had 28 players to start with. Uh, you know, any club will struggle with that. We know how hard it is to travel week in, week out, um, up, and, up and down. And it's probably hard on the girls to, to do that as well. And when every time you travel, it's, a, it's you know, almost every time it's a loss. Uh, you lose players and injury. Uh, you know, kudos 
to Waga City and to, to the player, the staff down there, and to Sam Gray uh, for, you know, keep bringing in and keep believing and keep playing their football. Uh, it's like everything, you know, luck turns. And, and this year, clearly luck isn't on their side. But like we said in, um, in the commentary, Matt, only a couple of years ago, half of those girls were uh, under 17 champions. So the talent is there uh, and the motivation is there. Um, it, it's just when everything is against you, like it was again uh, yesterday, it's, it's hard to, to get a result. Like you said, you know, the game stops for 12 minutes. And for 12 minutes, the girls are wondering what's going on uh, with their teammates. Getting back into the game is never going to be an easy task. And in terms of uh, Tagorong, how hard have they worked to get to this uh, point? Oh, it's a fantastic result. You know, it's it's great work that Paolo Romero has done since he started. Uh, you know, we've seen those girls uh, leaving the field in tears, thinking that they had done everything they could and, and just couldn't get a result, couldn't, you know, couldn't get a trick to work. Uh, they got that 1-1 in CUA that looked a lot like a win. Uh, we've seen a lot of disappointment um, from a team that fights hard. Uh, and, and every time, the few things that didn't work out their way was a bit of lack of focus or lack of execution up front. I mean, you know, yesterday I feel like the game could have gone either way. They score at the very, very end of the first half uh, for 45th plus 10. Uh, what was the score? The score from uh, the goal, sorry, from Sofia Bui. But I feel like if it's 5 0 at halftime for Togrenong, it's deserved as well. They had so many opportunities. Clearly, there's, you know, um, they're not used to be in the middle of the box that much because. Um, they're not scoring chances that you think that they should score. Uh, but that win, those two goals by Sofia Bui are going to help, you know, building that confidence are going to help um, those girls believing that all that hard work eventually does pay off. That's, I think, the most important. They got their reward. We've seen them defensive, uh, defending so hard and, and you know, um, so bravely. And we've seen all this effort they put it through and we never seen a reward. Finally, they got those three points uh, and it's, a season to forget, but it's uh, very, very good uh, signs for um, next season. Yeah, and stay tuned. I should have uh, my midweek interview should be with uh, Paolo Romero this week. Right. So that should be up on uh, around Thursday. Uh, like usual, Michael, what's our last matchup of the week? And Yeah, so our last matchup was Belcon United getting a victory over the Canberra United Academy 2-0. Both goals falling to Talia Backhouse. Uh, that's five goals in her last two games. So she's in a rich uh, vein of form uh, at the moment, uh, which will certainly please uh, Michael Zukoski. Um A second loss for CUA. Uh, it knocks them out of fourth place and they've actually moved down into fifth uh, by Gungahlin uh, via a considerable uh, goal difference margin of 16, which is uh, astounding. Um, but nevertheless, uh, Belconi United did what they had to do. Um the CUA uh, always proves to be uh, a, a tough matchup, uh, given uh, how technical they are and how that how they approach games. But the not, I mean, sorry, uh, Belconi United put that in the back of their mind, um, but they executed what they needed to do uh, to maintain uh, their status at the top of the well, in and around the the top of the uh, MPLW ladder. Obviously, it's neck and neck between them and Canberra Croatia. So they did exactly what they needed to do, which was to get three points uh, to stay close. Um, so they're three points uh, behind uh, Canberra Croatia. Uh, so you got Canberra Croatia at the top of the table and Belconi United currently uh, in second place. Uh, Jeremy, what, what were your thoughts uh, on, on this contest? Uh, because 
it seems like now until the end of the season, it'll just be a matter of Belcon and United doing whatever they can uh, to uh, make it as difficult for Canberra Croatia as they can uh, for that um, for the Premiership uh, and then heading into finals football as well. Yeah, and and they face each other in uh, in three weeks now, round nineteen. So uh, that's going to be um that's going to be a great game to to watch. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think it was a um a very solid performance by Belconens, a serious performance. You know, you it's always hard to play against the the academy. Um, Michaela Thornton was saying earlier this week in an interview uh, for Capital Football. I'm not, I don't know if it was you or not, Matt. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. So she she was interviewed and she said that. Uh, you know, they, they feel like they're informed, Belconen. They feel like they're fit. They didn't know if they were 15-year-old uh, fit like uh, like the Canberra United player are. Uh, and she showed that she was. Uh, she was a standout yesterday uh, as usual, uh, but in a position where she had a bit more freedom because she had Sam Price and Sarah Johnston playing with her in the midfield. Um, so she was free to go uh, offensively as she wished. Uh, and so many times her run forward just peer through the midfield uh, and she's just almost unstoppable. Uh, I'm surprised she didn't score a goal because she found herself a lot in the box uh, up front, you know, when you have the, the passing quality and the technique of Olivia Bonfall on one side uh, and then the size and the speed of Talia Backhouse and Kira Bobin on the other. It's always going to be hard for a young team like the Academy to stop them all of the times. Clearly, you know, Talia Backhouse had a few opportunities Twice she finds herself um, in front of Chloe Lincoln and twice it works. Uh, it's it's not to say that Cameron United didn't deserve uh, better, but it's it shows where the experience is and it shows that uh, when they have the momentum, Belconen knows know how to use it. The rest of the game was really well managed by Zakowski and, and his troops. Um, they knew that the academy was going to run for 90 minutes. They just waited patiently, made sure that there were not, no space in the back. Um, Tiana Jaber with another... Fantastic performance in the defense, very solid, uh, not hesitating to bring some physicality to make sure that um, the academy players can go where they want to go. Uh, and then that's a win that, as you say, is very important for Belconen because right now they need to make sure that um, they keep up with Canberra Croatia's pace and they need to make sure that when they're going to face them in three weeks' time, they do get a result if they want to get a title. Absolutely. It's going to be a cracking game in three weeks' time, most definitely. Matt, do you have any... Uh, final thoughts before we move into the round 17 predictions? Yeah, I, I think you summed it up well, saying Belcon United got to make it as difficult as possible for Canberra Croatia in these last remaining five or so rounds. Um, it's So it's going to be an interesting end to it. Uh, CUA, uh, CUA, I'm going to be intrigued to see how they bounce back from this as well uh, because they've got an interesting test uh, this weekend like we're going to mention uh, right now. Let's get straight into it. Round 17 predictions and previews. Let's start with the first matchup, the only Saturday matchup of MPLW this weekend. Belcon United, Canberra Olympic, Saturday, August 7th, 3 p.m. at McKellar Park. I'm going to go with a Belco win for this one. It's going to be interesting to see how Olympic do defensively because we've seen how well they've improved defensively. But this weekend, it could just be an anomaly result considering that these teams, the Gunners and Olympic, always score a lot of goals against each other. But we've seen how much they've improved defensively, especially against the big sides. Let's see if that comes into play again for Olympic. But I think Belco will have just too much for Olympic in this one. How about you, Michael? Yeah, I, I'm going to go for a Belco United uh, victory, Matt. Uh, 
purely just based on the fact that they need to keep pressure on uh, Canberra Croatia until they play them in, in three weeks' time. So it's just vital for them to keep on winning up until that point. Jeremy? Um, I'll go for a draw just to be trivial, but also because I think it's going to be a, uh, a, a cracking of a game. We've seen Canberra Olympics scoring four times this week. Um, they look like they are in, in, in full force. And, and yes, they've conceded too, too many goals, um, but they also know who they're going to be up against uh, playing at Makela. Uh, against against Belconen and, and the Blue Devils, uh, I think I think it's going to be a, a, a very big game for both teams, and and both teams are going to have to be hundred percent if they want to get the the three points. Olympic need the three points because if they don't uh, get a win, there's a chance that they are knocked out of the top four, uh, and they still have some pretty tough game to uh, to work out after that. So I, I'll I'll go for Joe just for the simple fact that. Clearly, it's going to be one of those games that starts to matter. There's only five match days left. Uh, things are starting to heat up. And next up, we've got Wagga City Wanderers hosting Gagarin United Sunday, 8th of August, 2.30 p.m. at Gissing Oval. We've mentioned how many injuries Wagga City Wanderers have. So I think it's going to be difficult for them once again against a team that are clearly in form as well. Gagarin United have turned the corner and like we've mentioned at a pivotal time of the season. So I'm going to say a Gagarin United victory. Michael? Yeah, I'm going to go for a Gungahlin United uh, victory uh, as well. The the pre- the pressure just keeps on amplifying in terms of them needing to secure a top four spot. And I think with a big win against Canberra Olympic, it's going to boast, you know, really well for them going forward uh, until the end of the season. Uh, they need to keep winning. They need to pick up three points and they need to get in the top four. And that's all that will be on the mind of uh, Diego Iglesias. So um, I say Gungahlin winning this one Jeremy yeah same you know the the, pon- the podium is on reach you got two uh, opponents that are playing against each other the other one is playing in Belconen uh, it looks like their fate is already written and that they're going to be third at the end of the weekend uh, they're going to play for that they know they can have it um, after a what has been a tough this season they're going to go there to to get a, a solid win and, and to get that podium spot and next up, we've got Canberra United Academy, West Canberra Wanderers, Sunday, August 8th, 3 p.m. at Hawker Football Centre. We've mentioned the, uh, the the poor form that West Canberra Wanderers have been in terms of that. CUA uh, didn't get the victory this weekend, but their form has been a little better than West Canberra's. Based solely on that momentum, I'm going to go with the CUA victory. Michael? Yeah, I'm going to go for the Academy uh, as well, Matt. Uh, I see them just proving to be a little bit too uh, strong against the West Canberra team that are that are struggling in this moment of time. So I'm going to go for CUA. Jeremy? Yeah, I'll go for West Canberra. You know, CUA has, has played well, but um, I feel like they play right in the strides of West Canberra because they want to play football, because they want to keep the position. And West Canberra will only be too happy to just defend and let them crash against their defense and try and uh, take them over in, in counter-attack. So, you know, if that plan works, uh, it, it might be a few goals um, either side. And, you know, I think West Canberra might win that one. It's a very, very important game for the top four spots. And next up, Tugger United, Canberra, Croatia, Sunday, 8th of August, 3, 10 p.m. at Canberra, 201. I'm going to go for Canberra, Croatia victory here, but considering how much Tuggies have improved, I expect them to put up a good, uh, a good, a good performance, and you'll probably see how how well their shape has improved throughout the season. Uh, in saying that, though, Canberra Croatia victory for me, Michael. 
Yeah, me too, Matt. I'm going for Canberra, Croatia, but um, very stoked uh, that Tuggeron were able to get that win uh, against Wagga. Uh, they thoroughly uh, deserved it for the amount of effort that they've put in all season. And I think it's just a good opportunity uh, for them to head into that Camper Croatia match and put forward that same effort and, and desire that they show on the field um, to raise just a few eyebrows. I, I don't think that they'll win, but I think that that win will just give them so much confidence going not only forward for the rest of this season, but in the years to come uh, as well. Jeremy? Yeah, I think it'll be a Canberra Croatia win. And, you know, we know that Togonon will bring up the fight, but we also know that it's it's hard to score against Canberra Croatia, the, the best defense with Belkonen right now in the league. Um, I, I don't see Togonon getting a result on there. All right, that's us wrapped for MPLW. Jeremy, any last words before you uh, head off? What match are you doing this weekend? Uh, this weekend I'm doing at the academy against West Canberra with, uh, with Matty Moore. Uh, and yeah, and last word, I, I just hope that we see a goal from um, Wagga City Wanderers this weekend. Uh, they have not scored in the last nine games now, which, you know, um, seven games, excuse me, which also explains um, their the lack of form, obviously, 643 minutes. Uh, thank you, Russ. Uh, without, without scoring, uh, which is not something that you like to see, um, hopefully they, they'll get to find the back of the net against Gungaren. And now on to MPL2 action. Uh, to round up all the football that we witnessed uh, over this past weekend. And Matt, I'll, I'll kick things off uh, for us. Uh, it was Queanbeyan City getting a tight and narrow uh, 2-1 victory against uh, Western Malongolo. Uh, Shields and Tomeski got on the score sheet for Queanbeyan. Uh, Sellers got on the score sheet for Western Malongolo. Uh, it was a tough win. Uh, they scored their opening two goals early, then they they battled with Weston for the rest of the matchup. And I think that's expected when you score two early goals, there's still so much time left in the game for the other team to come back. And we always talk about how dangerous two nil leads are in football. Um, but nevertheless, it's an important victory for Queanbeyan. They keep themselves within touching distance, obviously of uh, O'Connor and ANU five points adrift. Uh, if they want to keep winning games and, you know, either side, uh, drop points, uh, they could find themselves back in the thick of things most definitely. So they just have to keep on winning and hope that those two teams are going to slip up at some point uh, until the end of the season. The confidence and ambition within the Queanbeyan locker room um, is that they can keep pace and take advantage of opportunities if they arise. And I think that's got to be the mindset uh, of a team in their position most definitely. Um, on the flip side of that, you know, massive improvement uh, for Western against Queanbeyan City. You know, they haven't fared, fared too well against uh, Queanbeyan so far in their previous two meetings uh, with them. You know, heavy losses being 5-1 and, and, and 4-1. Um, you know, they, they were determined to right that wrong, uh, especially in the second half, um, you know, when they were pushing for that equaliser to add to Sellers' uh, goal that cut back, cut back uh, the lead. Um, Ned Jeans uh, hit, hit the post. Uh, three times in the in the second half, and um, and Rory Larkin made some uh, fantastic saves. Uh, obviously, the man with MPL one uh, goalkeeping experience coming up big for Queanbeyan City there. Um, Western can take a lot of uh, positives from this game as they head into the Brindabella clash this weekend, um, as the, they're in uh, need of changing uh, their form uh, against the Colwell uh, side. 
Yeah, and uh, Ned Jeans is... Uh, I'm sure Ned Jeans will be flattered that you said he hit the post three times there, Ned, Je- Ned Jeans' is, uh, side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Sorry. I made it sound like he hit the post three times. No, I yeah, I, I can see where, how it got a little bit... Um, how my words got a little bit mistrued there. No, West... Yeah, uh, Western Malonglo hit the post three times, not there. Not the sing- not not Ned Jeans. Yeah, um, look, it was a positive performance for Western Malonglo, Michael. I mean, for them, I'm intrigued to see, can they take this into the Brindies mm. match on the weekend? Yeah. Because they haven't been able to beat the Brindies so far this season. Both matches, the Brindies have won, well, like we'll mention a little, uh, soon, uh, a little closer to the date. But I'm, it's good to see that they were put in, in a performance, like you mentioned, against a team that they... That they that that they have not fared well against this season. Two big score lines and two sort of big uh, gaps in the play, especially in that first matchup that we saw at the start of the season. In terms of Queen City, like you mentioned, very important victory. Even if they needed to sort of scrape this one out compared to uh, their previous results against Western, they got the points. Five points off the top, like you mentioned. Still, both matches, both all three teams in first, second, third, still have three, uh, still have one match in hand. So. What they'd be hoping for is either or beat each other or either or ANU or O'Connor beat each other. Or actually, no, they prefer a draw, wouldn't they? They prefer yeah. a draw in that situation. And both ANU and O'Connor have dropped points in the last two weeks, like we're going to mention soon as well. If that, that happens again, then Queenbian need to be ready to pounce, but they need to focus on themselves and win all their remaining matches or as many as they can to put themselves into that position. All right, next up. Oh, sorry, do you, did you have any uh, thoughts on that one? Oh, no, wait, you don't worry. Let me, I'll edit that, don't worry. Okay, next up, Brindabella Blues. Uh, a 5-0 loss against Canberra White Eagles. Buth, Al Nuwasi on the score sheet again. He's been in good form for mm-hmm. White Eagles this season. McCarthy, Ben Townsley scoring a goal back from uh, his injury a week or two ago. And Beliansky as well scoring for White Eagles. Huge win for the White Eagles as... Uh, they break away from Ugali on goal difference. Let's not forget, they still have two matches in hand, though. White Eagles still yeah. yet to be played. There's not a lot of time, Michael. I hope these matches are going to get yeah. replayed eventually before finals yeah. time. I mean, you know, absolutely. I, I, I was told by someone that maybe a few of them have been replayed, but at the start of last week, there was a total of at least 45 matches in between MPL youth and the senior comps that needed to be replayed before the end of the season. All right. Just show, goes to show the weather and how much the weather has had an impact over the last like month. It's been horrible. Which is why I'm glad that uh, the week before those matches were able to get po- uh, moved. So someone like a White Eagles, like we're talking about right now, didn't have to have three matches that needs to be yeah. replayed because then that's even more of a, more of a stretch. But in terms of the match, uh, White Eagles like this fixture. They've scored a combined 14 goals against the Brindies in all the matches. They're in, they seem to be in very good form at the moment. Like we mentioned, that fourth spot is in their hands. The momentum is in their hands with those matches in hand. Um, even though they are tying with points uh, on points with Ugali at the moment. Brindies, they'll be disappointed with this one. But especially considering the last two matches... Obviously, they were big score lines, but the Brindies were still able to score two goals in each of those matches and make those matches a little more competitive. So unfortunate for them. But like I mentioned with Western Malonglo, this weekend, they'll look to put the result behind them and they'll both 
feel like they can win this one, especially with the Brindies, considering that they have beaten Western Molongolo twice this season already. Uh, any thoughts on this one before we move on? No, obviously a huge win for White Eagles. Uh, I mean, it's exactly what they needed um, in terms of, you know, really cementing their place uh, in the top four, Matt. And I think you mentioned all those uh, combined elements uh, there uh, of the victory that they so desperately uh, that they so desperately needed, uh, especially when you consider the, the top four race. It's very close. So uh, a great win for, for White Eagles. Uh, but moving on, uh, ANU, wow, eight goals uh, for them in this game against Wagga City Wanderers, 8-2 win. Deans with a hat-trick, uh, Kagwa, Model, Pedican, Lopez and Hines getting on the score sheet for the home team. Uh, Stevens found the back of the net twice for Wagga. Huge win for ANU. Uh, they needed a strong response after dropping uh, points in the race uh, from promotion as they drew with White Eagles uh, last week. They also fell considerably behind on goal difference last week, uh, which they've made up for in this game, uh, given the huge scoreline. It was important uh, win. Also, in hindsight, as O'Connor dropped uh, points that uh, we'll mention uh, very shortly. Uh, another tough loss for Wagga. Uh, they now head to the Riverina derby uh, on the back of, you know, conceding eight goals in consecutive matches uh, against their regional compatriots. Um, who, you know, they've just drawn against the the top side. Uh, so it kind of shows you the difference of how both of those teams are heading into that uh, derby. Uh, they didn't stop fighting, though, as they got on the score sheet uh, with star player Luke Stevens once again getting on the score sheet with a brace. Um, yeah, it was just overall very convincing from ANU. It's what they've managed to do all season long. They're a great side. Uh, Matt, I mean... It, Emphatic is probably the word that comes to mind when you think of this ANU team, isn't it? Yeah, and like you mentioned, uh, summed up well, very strong response. They needed a response like this. Now, granted, uh, the Ugali and O'Connor match happened uh, the day after. So it's not like they could have known that uh, it was going to be a draw. So in retrospect, it was even more um, important considering that they got the win when O'Connor dropped some points. Uh, I just checked the, uh, the 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 leaderboard then for the the, the goal scoring and um, with Peterkin's goal that means he has seven goals now second top goal scorer for ANU uh, the top goal scorer for ANU so far this season is of course Sam Carter's who's on twelve points uh, in so twelve goals in fourteen matches and he's only one goal off Mark Shields who is currently the top goal scorer in MPL two with thirteen goals. But like I mentioned, very important for ANU. It's tit for tat now, isn't it, Michael? One mm. gets a draw the week before. Now the other gets a draw now. The other gets a massive, uh, scores eight goals. Now another scores eight goals. Uh, but ANU, like you mentioned, they've made it up with a goal difference. One one goal, the difference now. So it, it, it's becoming that tit for tat that it's goal difference, points, uh, this, that. It's, it, mm. it, it's going to go down to the wire. Let's not forget, they still have to play each other twice this season. Uh, to come. So depending when that match gets uh, rescheduled, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. It's going to be one fantastic battle in that regard. All right, moving on. We've got Ugali, like we've just mentioned, uh, we sort of just uh, mentioned it before, didn't we? Uh, yeah. O'Connor Knights won. Ugali won. Batucci with the goal for Ugali. Wil- Wilsoner with the goal for O'Connor Knights. Like we mentioned, drop points for O'Connor Knights away from home. Always tr- uh, tough to travel. 
uh, to Griffith against yeah. such a quality opposition in Ugali. And we've talked about how strong they are at home, Ugali. Unfortunately for O'Connor Knights, that's two points. Now they drop to ANU. They're still on top, though, like we mentioned, due to goal difference. So not conceding against Wagga was crucial for them in hindsight last week as they uh, slightly in the uh, in the head of that, in the pole position for that race. Ugali, this one raring to go considering last week's match against Western, uh, Western forfeit last week's match. So they were a week without football, a uh, little bit of a rest, but... As you would know as a player yourself, Michael, uh, whenever that happens, you just uh, you, you just want to play. It doesn't it doesn't matter if you've got those three That's points. Right. You just want to play. So um, so they were raring to go. Uh, they gear up for the Riverina Derby. So knowing that White Eagles sit in the driver's seat with two matches in hand, despite them uh, tying on a goal difference for fourth place, it's going to be interesting interesting to see how they gear up, knowing that they need to. They need to get a win and they need to keep winning if they want to make that top four, Michael. Yeah, that's right. Um, they've they've got to do everything that they can, Matt. Um, I mean, when we speak about O'Connor, um, it, it really is a thrilling, uh, you know, race to get this uh, promotion to MPL1. Um, I don't know if anyone could have predicted it being this close um, before the start of the season, but it, it makes for great viewing. Um, and the intensity and, you know, the the unknown factor of who's going to, you know, prevail out of the two teams. And like you said, O'Connor and ANU still have to play each other twice. So um, it's going to be fantastic. Um, it's obviously not the result that they that they wanted, considering how tight it is between themselves and, and ANU, but um, they'll just have to put this result behind them and, and uh, look to get back in the uh, winner's circle uh, this weekend. And talking about uh, the matches this weekend, let's get straight into it. Round 17 predictions and previews. Michael, let's start with Wagga City Wanderers, Ugali, the Riverina Derby, as we like to call it. Not the official name, I don't believe, but that's what we call it here on the Canberra Football Show. Saturday, August 7th, 2.15 p.m. at Gissing Oval. Who do you have in this one, Michael? This is going to be a, uh, a good encounter in the, in the, in the, uh, in the derby. Uh, I'm going to go for a Ugali. Uh, victory, uh, Matt, on the back of that, uh, on the back of that draw that they had against O'Connor Knights. Yeah, I agree. Huge momentum for them, and like I mentioned just before, you uh, Ugali are in a spot where they know they need to win the the their remaining yeah, matches, right. considering that White Eagles are in that pole position. I keep repeating it, but it's so important in this race for that fourth spot for the finals. Uh, so considering that, I think they'll win, but I think it's going to be a little closer than what their last results have shown um, in this matchup. Next up, we have Brindabella Blues, Western Malongolo, Saturday, August 7th, 3 p.m. at Melrose Synthetic. This is going to be very interesting. Like I've mentioned, Brindabella have gotten the last two victories in this one, but Western Malongolo arguably had the uh, better performance on the weekend heading into this one. I it might be a little against the grain considering the weekend's form, but considering the uh, the results against these two sides, it's going to be a very close matchup. But I'm I I, I think Brindies are gonna just nudge this one. And before you give yours, Michael, both of these teams are tied on seven points. 
in uh, in uh, in last place essentially, but uh, Western Molonglo uh, have a worse goal difference, so all to play for in that regard to get um, themselves off the bottom of the table. Who are you going for in this one, Michael? I'm going to go for Western Molonglo uh, in this one, Matt. It's going to be a very tight contest. I know that you mentioned that Brindy uh, have won. Uh, the two encounters that they've played so far this season. But I think going off the back of that Cambian City game, Western uh, will have a lot of confidence. Obviously, they struck uh, the post uh, three times. Uh, it could have been very well different uh, for them had you know their fortunes gone the other way uh, in their favour. Uh, so I'm going to go for Western Malonglo to get the three points in this one. Next up, huge match, the Derby. Another Derby in uh, Canberra football. Canberra White Eagles against O'Connor Knights, Saturday, August 7th, 3 p.m. at Woden Park in close. I'm sure they're going to be running out of Eagle Burgers like the last time Russ and I were there for this match, I think it was, actually. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go for O'Connor Knights victory in this one. But I wouldn't be surprised if this one's maybe a draw because White Eagles have been in really good form lately and it is the derby. It is always very close. But considering that O'Connor Knights drew... And drop some points as last weekend. They're going to be raring to go, but there's not going to be a lot in this one. What do you think, Michael? Yeah, I agree with you completely, Matt. I think O'Connor Knights, but it's going to be close. And I definitely wouldn't be surprised if White Eagles were to take points from ANU one week and then O'Connor the next to really just throw more of a spanner in the works in terms of uh, who's going to finish top of the MPL2 ladder. And they have defeated O'Connor Knights this year as well. Um, White Eagles, and they've drawn with ANU twice. So they have some good uh, form in these matches, don't they? Next, last up, we've got ANU FC versus Queanbeyan City, another massive matchup. Saturday, August 7th, 3.15pm at ANU South Oval. Oh, this is a tough one. This really is a tough one. I'm going to go ANU with ANU FC solely based on the last matches these two have played against each other. ANU with both of the victories. But it just seems like ANU know how to flick the switch and know how to play defense. They know how to sort out their defense against the Queanbeyan City side. They just seem to know how to play against them. Yeah, This could easily go all, all of three ways. I know it sounds generic, but it really can. But I think ANU just have that extra element to be able to switch to a defensive formation if they need to. How about you, Michael? Yeah, I agree. I think ANU is going to pip it, but it's going to be a very uh, close game. Uh, Queenbin obviously have a lot of confidence, but in these sort of games, it's where they struggle, uh, especially against an ANU side that are so defensively uh, stable uh, and rock solid. Uh, we'll see if they're able to change that narrative this weekend, but I can't see it happening against a team like ANU who are in such good form. Uh, so I'm, I expect ANU to win. All right. That's episode 39 done and dusted. When we next speak to you, it will be episode 40. Hopefully Russ will be on for that one as well. Matty Moore, I'm sure, will be on for the MPLW. All right, Michael, another good episode and some massive matches of football this week. Any last words? Yeah, some some great games uh, this weekend across, you know, MPL uh, 1, MPL 2 and uh, MPLW. So we'll have plenty to dissect on our 40th uh, episode, Matt. We're finally, finally going to reach that 4-0. Four, that four so uh, very much looking forward to it. We certainly are. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. As always, we'll see you next week for episode 40. Enjoy the football. <laughs>